your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Updates from Blue Skate that would have been great in that Sports Center update. More important things are happening. Shots fired. and Barbashev both on the ice today for the Blues. According to Luke Korak, it looks like they are uh, both going to potentially at least be available to skate with the Blues on Saturday in the Winter Classic. Also, Braden Shen and Oscar Sundquist out there. They were both out there for the optional as well. And Luke Korak adds, I would think Sonny will be ready for Saturday, but we'll still see about Shin. So, Alex, it is at least in play that for the first time since the Detroit game, if Mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken, all of the Blues forwards will be available for them in this game against the Wilds in the Winter Classic. That would be, man, what a time to be able to get everybody back, potentially. That is going to be a classic showdown between two of the best teams in the West right now. And see what you did there. Did you? I see what you did there. It's a winter classic showdown. Along with Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendricks, and I'm Brandon Kiley. And now we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to talk with our our friend Ben Heisler. He's the managing editor over at Betside, and you should follow him on Twitter. He's at Benny Heis. Always love catching up with our guy. Heis, how you doing today, man? Happy early New Year, gentlemen. What's going on? Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, what's going on is a lot of football <laughs> on Sunday. I think there's 14 games on the main slate between noon and three o'clock. So there is a ton uh, to get into with you this week. I, I think the game of the week is probably, in my mind, Cardinals versus Cowboys. I could understand the argument for Chiefs versus Bengals as well. But let's start out with that Cowboys Cardinals game. If the Cardinals lose this one, as Vegas is predicting, they've got Dallas as a six-point home favorite. At that point, are you completely out on Arizona as a contender in the NFC? Yeah, I I think a lot of folks have been down on them for a little bit, and there's a trend here with Cliff Kingsbury. He's been atrocious after week seven, not just in his NFL coaching career, but also going back throughout his time at Texas Tech as well. Uh, This is somebody that, for whatever reason, cannot make these second-half adjustments. The interesting thing about this game is that you have sort of these two trends going up against each other. On one hand, you have a Cardinals team that's been a disaster in the second half, now going on Kingsbury's third year, right? At the same time, there has been no better team than a Cliff Kingsbury-coached NFL team as a road underdog over the last three years. You now go into Dallas. The the line, by the way, is going to move in this game. I don't know why it's been sitting on five and a half. It's actually been a bit stunning to me, considering that the Cowboys are the number one team in the NFL against the spread. 
that Dak Prescott's home road splits have been a monster at home. Uh, 21 touchdowns, I think two or three interceptions compared to nine touchdowns and eight picks away from Jerry World. So you have all these different trends going up against each other. And I have to think that if this is going to be the opportunity for a public fade, it's going to be this week with Arizona that can likely hang around, probably won't win. But I think they're going to keep this game a little bit closer. I, I like the Cardinals quite a bit this week to finally get things figured out, get off the schneid a little bit, and just play better football. They've been uninspired over the last few weeks. So look for Kyler Murray to finally make some plays with his feet, get a little bit more rhythm. Uh, I think it's going to be a closer game than most people anticipate, even with the Cowboys winning. But give me the Cardinals plus five and a half. And if you're on the Arizona side, like I said, I would wait till this game that gets closer to kickoff. I think the public's going to push this number up closer to six. Speaking of teams that after a loss this week, you could be out on heist. The Baltimore Ravens taking on a Rams team that has been obviously moving up the charts with Arizona struggles in the NFC West. But with Baltimore, with Lamar Jackson's uncertainty and with their poor play as of late, is this a, a make or break game for them in terms of playoff picture? Yeah, it's got to be, right? I mean, you're, you're looking at the, the current state of the AFC playoff picture, and somehow in the AFC North, you have four teams all potentially alive. Um, you know, Cincinnati looking like they're probably going to be the, the upward team, but they have a very difficult matchup this weekend at home against Kansas City. Uh, Baltimore has lost several games in a row. They haven't been able to figure out their footing. Uh, got blown out last week. Uh, Pittsburgh, by the way, is going to win this game against Cleveland. Ben Roethlisberger is undefeated over the course of his career at home against the Browns. Mike Tomlin has the number one record in covering the spread as a home underdog. He also is several games above 500, winning those games straight up. It's just the Steelers have been a far better team at home. They're going to end up winning this game against the Browns. And I've said this multiple times over the course of the year, guys. At some point, some team is going to put the Browns out of their misery. But the problem is that every team keeps hanging around in the north that they still find a way to be alive mathematically in this race. Uh, but if you're, if you're the Ravens, you need to figure out some way to start moving the ball downfield and, and stop some of these costly turnovers. Your defense also has been atrocious. I know they're only minus one in net points this year, but they cannot stop anybody going deep down the field. They're going to need to be able to improve their pass rush this week and get something going. Cause right now four losses in a row after starting off eight and four, or excuse me, eight and three, now looking at eight and seven on the outside, looking in for this playoff race is a, a big disaster for John Harbaugh. That's, uh, did you just say that Ben Roethlisberger is undefeated at home in his career against Cleveland? That's correct. Oh, oh, he, he's been in the league high since 2004. They're in the same division. Like they they play yeah. every year. That's unbelievable. They, well, you know, then then then, then maybe then, then the the stat is actually thirteen and zero at Heinz Field. I'd have to go back and confirm whether or not he has ever lost the game at home to Cleveland before they moved into Heinz Field. So just if we're gonna go, the answer is no. Year. I'm looking at it now. He has never lost a game at home against the Heinz. Uh, just breaking minds. The the Cleveland Browns. He's only lost two games against them in his career. What? He's tied once. He is. 25 2 and 1 in his career against Cleveland. That is unbelievable. <laughs> that is incredible. Uh, yeah. All right. Our guy Ben Heisler is our guest here on 101 ESPN. Heist, what should I expect between the Chiefs and the Bengals other than just a lot of points? I really don't know. And I know that that's a terrible answer to give on a radio show, but I've been so wrong on Kansas City all throughout the year. Every time I finally expect that team to finally get back in the right direction 
you know, they end up sort of letting teams hang around. And then over the last month or so, when they've been dominant, when they've covered in, in five consecutive games uh, to get right back to 500, this has been a team that has been incredible. And not in, in, in their, especially on the defensive side of the ball, I, I think that still remains the more exceptional turnaround because we knew the talent on the offensive side. I, I think in this matchup, what stands out to me is, is Cincinnati has some really talented players on, in, on the skill side with Burrow taking shots downfield. Higgins is a thousand yard receiver. Jamar Chase, we know what he's capable of doing. And, and Tyler Boyd is sort of that very ideal slot receiver that's going to be able to move the chain catch a bunch of passes in traffic, and they have a really good running back in Joe Mixon. I, I think their game plan, if they're going to be able to cover the five this week, is it has to be more of a Mixon-style-led offense, right? Keep the offense on the field. Keep Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey off for as long as possible. Control drives, time of possession, and then be able to use Mixon after they run him to the ground with a bunch of play-action opportunities find some of those wide receivers that we were talking about and be able to score in the red zone. So you're, I'm with you, BK. I know the defense for Kansas City has been remarkable, and that turnaround is there, but I, I just don't know who else they're going to be able to face up, maybe other than the Cowboys game. Uh, but they were missing multiple wide receivers in that game as well. I, I don't see the Chiefs' defense holding up the way that we've seen them over the last several weeks. So I'm with you on the over, especially before that number climbs to 51. Heis, it seems like a pretty uh, obvious answer here with the Chargers at home against the Broncos. Is it as obvious as I'm trying to make it to where Chargers are going to run away with this one because they've struggled over the last couple of weeks? And I know Denver doesn't have Teddy Bridgewater, but Denver is a one win away from the Chargers of being in a tie for this uh, hunt for the playoffs. It's a really interesting game because both of these teams are are coming off of bad losses. You had the Broncos losing to the Raiders last week and the Chargers somehow finding a way to get 40 points scored on them uh, in a loss on the road against Houston. And and the Chargers have been one of those teams that tend to play better away from home because most of the time when they go to SoFi Stadium, it's going to feel like a road game. And that's how it's going to feel this way against the Denver Broncos. The Broncos fans are going to travel in this game. Now, the Sharps will tell you that the line has gone in favor of the Chargers all week. This line opened at minus five. It has since gone up to minus six and a half at most sports books. Wouldn't surprise me if this goes up to a touchdown. I think Denver actually is live here. And I know that the Chargers are still one of those teams that, that should be playing much better. But if the Broncos execute their offensive game plan, which is run, 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 that's been the Chargers issue all season long. They have Javante Williams, they have Melvin Gordon, and that's going to make life a lot easier for Drew Locke. If they are successful in their run game, not only do I think Denver covers the spread, but I think they can win this game outright. I'm probably going to go against the sharp movement here, especially if this number goes to seven, because I think Denver's going to keep this a little bit closer than most people anticipate. Heist, final question that I've got for you. The NFL made the move this year to go with seven playoff teams, and as a result, right now, you've got basically the entire league still in play for the postseason. Now, that, that's the positive of it. The negative of it is we're probably going to see a couple of bad teams in the postseason. Like right now, the Miami Dolphins would have the seventh spot in the AFC. I'm not sure I need to watch a whole lot more Miami Dolphins football as I watched Monday night, and it was one of the worst football games I've ever seen. Do you like the move to go to seven playoff teams? And who do you want to get those final spots in the AFC and NFC if you had your druthers? Yeah, I, I'm with you on Miami. While it's sometimes fun to, to watch a strong defense and their ability to take the ball away, I, I don't want to see any part of that offense. I, I like Jalen Waddle quite a bit, um, and I think he's one of those guys like in sort of a Tyler Lockett mode where um, he's not being fed the ball deep downfield, but that's an area of the field that I think he could be really good. 
you know, right now they're kind of using him like Jarvis Landry mm-hmm. over his time in Miami. And it's just a waste of a lot of talent. So I'd prefer to see Miami out of the playoff mix. I'd much prefer to see the Chargers, uh, despite some of those bad losses this year. Uh, I still contend that, that the Ravens are a really interesting team. And I want to see them back healthy in the postseason because I think the league is better when Lamar Jackson is playing and playing well. So I think those would probably be those two teams I'd rather see in over Miami. And yeah, I, I mean, I suppose the Patriots have been deserving to get to that point and give a lot of credit as well to the Colts after starting off one and four, getting themselves back into the number five spot. Um, but if I had the choice for the number six and seven teams, despite predicting that it would be those two teams at the beginning of the season, I, I'd rather be wrong and see more compelling football than be right with the Patriots and Dolphins. I, I'd rather have the Chargers and I'd rather have the Ravens take on those final two spots if it were up to me. He's Ben Heisler. Check out his work over at BetSided. You can follow him on Twitter as well, at Benny Heis. Heis, have yourself a happy new year, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with, with us throughout the year, and we will talk with you again soon, my friend. Looking forward to it, boys. Happy new year.